Hello. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Stacy. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a beautiful day here um, in Colorado. Sun is shining. It is Rocky's opening day. Phillies too. Phillies too. Yeah. It's kind of it's it's interesting. You know, it's April. We were talking about April Fool's Day. We are not doing any April Fool's stuff on here. We are not participating. So. No. <laughs> Everything you hear today is truthful, and we're not here to punk you. Um, but yeah, I live kind of near the ballpark, so it's kind of stirring around here. So um, anyway, it's kind of nice to move into April and have some signs of, of change. Um, but we're here with our friend Kristen McFeely. Thank you so much for being here today. Kristen um, is at the Philly Home Collective, um, a Compass team based out of Philadelphia. Um, how's it going over there? And um, you know what's going on for you this week and this weekend how's what's the what's the philly market like there's my alarm um and what's kind of are people sort of moving out there and getting into baseball and moving in the spring yeah yeah so our weather's getting a little warmer which is nice today's opening day for the phillies i'm a big phillies fan so super excited about that that's on at three um today just at brokerage news compass went public it's been a big day for me it's yeah. been a really big my team we were the very first team to start the philly market at compass so um, we took a little bit of a risk and it seems to have so far knock on wood paid off um so yeah things are exciting today is a very exciting day for us and um i'm just excited to be here and i'm excited spring is coming i'm excited for warmer weather totally same and congrats uh to that so yeah if, if you weren't following along um compass ipo went up today you can buy stock and compass if you want um, just as such a cool thing for um, our industry, really, too. You know, when companies go public, they report um, so many metrics and so many things about what the organization is doing and where they're spending their money. And that's good for everyone because it really sort of shows you the heartbeat of how these operations work. Um, so, congratulations. But also, um, I just want the other agents to know that's always a good thing because we learn so much about how the business works. Um, so yeah, that's so awesome for you. And we'll be following that. I have the uh, stock saved in my app so I can watch what it's doing today. Yeah, um, it's, an, it, it's been an exciting day. That's for sure. That's cool. Awesome. Um, so, you know, Kristen came on to the luck and hustle stage to share her client stories journey. Um, and if you didn't see that, or just to kind of introduce that concept a little bit, one thing that um, I, we've noticed you do over the years is instead of focusing, you know, so much on some of these other aspects um, that real estate marketing does, you really kind of doubled down lately on telling stories um, about your clients, taking photos, finding out information about what their life was like and highlighting them. Um, and I just think that that's such a powerful concept and we can kind of see now through your growth um, how that's sort of developed and um, we really thought you were one of the best people to talk to this and kind of show everybody that one this is a great customer service opportunity and then two what a tremendous um, marketing idea that um, moves through the community and so um, really appreciate you centering on that topic but um, i'd love to start out just kind of how did you start with that idea of like, I'm going to take time, put assets together, get people to help me um, spend days, you know, these 
we're going to kind of get into the tactics. It takes a while to make these, but what was sort of the spark for you for this? Um, well, so I come from a background of sort of art and design. That's what I went to college for. Um, that's kind of that's kind of my background. Um, I got into real estate because um, I love sort of the the people aspect of that. Um, the one thing I always found troubling in real estate is that real estate ag agents, by and far, are very ego driven. Um, all advertising that I see is about you know the awards we've won and this, our sales volume and testimonials because everyone loves us and um, you know lifestyle photos and you know everything everything I mean we're the only industry that has like our photo on our business cards it's like to me right off the bat that was such an uncomfortable thing that wasn't something that I was um, just feeling good about I guess and and also I think that the general public doesn't understand that anyway they don't understand what sales volume is or you know what a million dollars is as opposed to a you know 20 million dollars they don't really get that concept so my focus always was and I guess inherently I've just always kind of liked telling stories. I think that was part of what I just grew up kind of liking, like, like to do. I, um, when I was young, I wanted to be an illustrator. I had a, my best friend when we were little kids would write stories. She was a great writer and I would illustrate everything. And so I think that storytelling thing has kind of always been there. Um, but I found in real estate an opportunity to really share the stories because I feel like that's what people really are interested in. They want to know why did these folks buy this home? Um, why are they moving? The biggest thing, it kind of really started off. A lot of people think that my home stories is what we call it. A lot of people think that they sort of started off as a buyer thing. Like after my clients bought, we would go back and photograph and do a story on them. But really it started off as a selling tool. Um, I found that so many times buyers would walk into a home and say, this house is so great. It's filled with so much love. I can tell what's the story here. Where are these folks going? What is their, what's their story? Um, so for people who are interested in sharing that story, not every seller of course is, but for the ones that are um, being able to kind of share that and almost provide like a welcome, a virtual welcome letter to your new potential buyers, um, I think really went a long way. So we started doing that. Um, we hired a photographer. I'm always, a, I'm a big proponent. I love Unsplash and some of these, you know, um, stock photo sites, but I'm a big proponent if possible, if at all possible to use my own imagery. So very early on, I started getting, I hired a photographer. I had her start photographing all of our neighborhoods that we work in in Philadelphia. So I always had like kind of a bank of photos from different neighborhoods. And then she would start going into homes and photographing the clients while they were there, um, sellers or buyers. We did we did it with both. And that's kind of really how it started. And then um, it, it progressed from there, but that, that was really it. it. It kind of came out of a, a true feeling of how do I market in an authentic way? And I know that's such a buzzword, I actually hate using that word, but how do I do this in an authentic way where it's not about me, no one cares about me no one cares about my team really like they don't want to see my face how do I make it about someone else and still make it interesting enough that people really are engaged so that's really where it started it wasn't any kind of like big you know grand plan it just kind of it came from a natural feeling of not wanting to be the face on everything um, and really wanting to share someone else's story that makes a ton of sense to me and uh, with Maddie on the call Maddie will not be putting faces on business cards um, you know we're <laughs> that so I love that, um, you said that. Maddie. 
I'm always I'm with you there. But what a strange industry that we do that, and that's totally normal. <laughs> uh, another, another thing that you know you brought to mind for me as you were talking through that is kind of leaning in, into your interest because um, you know it, it didn't seem like it was a tactic so much from you, but part of you cataloging and documenting the community and documenting the people of the homes was part of your design background and you just continued down that path and applied it um, to your real estate sales. So I kind of love that too. You know, a lot of times the agents and the brokers are approached with these very sales oriented tactics, no matter what they were. And it's nice to hear that even though um, the results of what you ended up doing and how it came along spurred on sales, you didn't start with that approach. And I, I think that's another, you know, worthwhile, anchor um, for people to think about because you've been doing this um, a long time, right? Like, can you tell us a little bit about your history in, in real estate sales and how your career moved? Yeah, yeah. So I've been selling real estate for 15 years um, and I started off um, when I first got my license. Um, I was actually working for an architecture firm. I was doing their marketing and graphic design. Um, they laid a whole bunch of people off. They basically laid off our entire department. I was collecting unemployment and I, I had just bought a house and I was sort of thinking like maybe I'll get my real estate license while I have this time on my hands um, I contacted my agent who was just like fine you know like, like not super memorable hey he's not watching I'm certain of this but um, you know I contacted him and I was like hey um, I'm thinking maybe I'll get my license and he said sure go get your license here's what you do it's like three weekends <laughs> Uh, 500 bucks or whatever it was and he's like um you have a job just come here when you're done and and you have a job and at that, that time i was thinking oh all right well perfect so um i started off in this little kind of boutique -y, but mom and pop more more or less brokerage um i was stayed there for three years then i moved on to coldwell banker which was a very big brokerage here in in philadelphia um there at the time they were probably like the number two brokerage in the city and um and I was there for 10 years and I, I loved it. Um, I was just kind of looking for something different. Um, I had a business partner, we had a team um, and things sort of went in different directions for us and we decided to, to kind of make a split. And at that time, the team decided to follow me and that's when we made the jump to Compass because I knew that they were coming to Philly, the timing was perfect. It was like, let's just start fresh, start over, uh, rebrand. So we changed the name um, to the Philly Home Collective. Um, and that was three years ago, almost in June, it'll be three years. So we moved over to Compass. We were the first team to join Compass. Um, people told us we were nuts. They were like, no one's ever heard of this brokerage. This is career suicide. This is like, you guys are doing so well. Why would you ever do something like this? I just kind of had a gut feeling and it felt like the right time. So, um, so we did it. My whole team joined me, um, with the exception of two people, I should say. And then, um, I, I just kind of felt like, I had at once I made that move and the team followed, I felt like I had this true obligation to do right by them. Like, I'm not going to mess this up. So we're going to really go into this now. And now that we're at a new brokerage, new brand with um, a real purpose. And the home stories were something that I had done with my previous team. That was sort of something I thought of back then. But I really wanted it to make a concerted effort to make this our calling card and really what made us special and different. So that's kind of that's kind of my my history a little bit in a nutshell. But I've been doing this for a while, yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Hey, same. I realize I said that, but I'm about the same timeline as you, like 15 years of, of lots of work. But I, I love to, you know, there's these, I, I can think of chapters through my career, right? And you just find these, you know, different pieces that that put together those years and this, this has kind of been the recent evolution well why don't we show some of um yeah. examples i'll pull up um your slides and maybe we can give people because uh, we've just been talking about it now for about 15 minutes give people an idea of sort of the visuals and and how you've been thinking about this And you can you can control these. Um, if you oh, want. can I? Yeah. Uh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. So this was sort of the the intro to our to the client stories here, um, and we call them home stories. Um, so you'll see on our website if you go to our website phillyhomecollective.com, um, you will see that we have featured home stories. Most of these are sellers. Um, these are folks who this is part of our part of our marketing plan. Basically, when we present that with um, when we do a, you know our listing presentation this is part of what we kind of pitch um, not everybody will go for it but some people actually come to us because they they actually want to be a part of this so these are some of our home stories this is sort of what it looks like on um, on the website uh, on mobile um, and then we kind of take it a step further and we make it so that it's not just digital but it's also um, you know, we make it into like a brochure that actually in this, we're doing less of this now just because of COVID and people aren't really liking to grab a lot of things and take paper with them. But we had done these brochures where we kind of tell their story. So what we do is we typically, um, we've done it a couple different ways. We used to start off where we would actually let the seller tell, the, tell their story. A lot of times sellers didn't really know where to begin with that. So then we kind of changed it up where the agent would tell the story of the sellers. But then there was a lot of back and forth that would have to happen with that. So now we made it very simple. We have a Google form or a type form, it used to be a type form, where we just send them, I think it's like 10 questions about their home and about their lifestyle in the home. And some of them are kind of silly. Some of them are a little more serious. And they just answer those 10 questions in the Google form. They send it back to us. We schedule our photographer and it's done. We do, so the writing aspect of this is pretty much done by the seller uh, or the buyer. Um, so we have done, so we do brochures and we have the brochures out at the listing along with, you know, property information for buyers. Um, sometimes we'll do something you can see over on the left side where we'll actually frame it. Um, and it's, it serves again, like I said, as sort of like a welcome letter to potential buyers when they walk into the home, it's something that they read and they, they learn a little bit about the sellers. And these are just some folks, some of our great clients in various neighborhoods. Um, we don't get too posy posy. This is one of my favorite um, pictures because I just love that it really shows their family. It shows the chaos of a family of, um, and I just love that. Um, some of our other clients. Yeah, I love I love the style too. Of, you know, the photographers getting some real candid. Yeah, yeah, I love the more candid. I don't love the like super, you know, sort of engagementy photo look. Um, so just much more candid. So then we took it to another level. Then we started thinking about. Um, we've always been very community focused um, and community minded. So we then started thinking, well, these communities that we serve, um, you know, we're a small business within our 
our community. Let's look to other small businesses. Most of us on the team are affiliated with the arts in some way. We sort of have an art background, design background. Um, so one of the things that was important to us was to seek out people who were doing things in the community that were makers. So we, um, we then started doing these same kind of stories with some of our community uh, folks. So here's a ceramicist that we worked closely with and we did a really great photo shoot with her. That's one of my favorites actually. Um, here's a client and a lot of these folks are also past clients. Um, or current clients, but here's a client who uh, owns a lighting store, a really cool lighting store. Um, here are my dear friends, Melissa and Kevin, they own a brewery called Love City Brewing. Um, Carly on my team, this is her client, he does uh, woodworking and furniture making, he does a fantastic job. And then we took it to another step too, like, okay, it just all became sort of a natural a natural thing that we're taught telling stories. So then we started thinking about our neighborhoods. Philadelphia is a city made up of neighborhoods. We have so many different neighborhoods. They're all completely different, have different vibes, different folks living there. So we started thinking about how do we tell the stories of the neighborhoods? One of the things that we decided to do was involve our agents. Most of our agents live in different neighborhoods throughout the city. So we asked them to write a love letter to their neighborhood. And this is also on our website. Um, so it gives a little insight into the neighborhood from someone who actually lives there. Um, also, of course, someone who's an agent on the team. They talk about their favorite places. They talk about why they live there. They talk about um, why they wouldn't live anywhere else. And so this is sort of our, our neighborhood stories, love letters, which I, I also really love. So then all of this was going great. And then COVID, of course, happened to all of us. and. Um, once that happened, one of the big things with my team is we're, we're events people. So we love getting together in person. We do big events throughout the year. When that came to a screeching halt, and the idea of having a photographer entering someone's home was less than ideal, we had to kind of pivot and think like, what can we do during COVID um, to still continue with our, our storytelling, but in a different way? So um, this is when we, we, one of the things that, and this is throughout, um, throughout the country, we saw a lot of these, but different areas were doing these front porch projects um, or front step projects or front, uh, there were all kinds of different names for it. But we essentially had our same photographer go around to our past client's home and photograph them on their front porch, essentially, or, or their front yard. And, um, and it was a really interesting sort of idea. Um, once when we were doing it, my, my thought was, you know, this is sort of, this is going to feel lonely. This is not going to be our vibe. This is going to have a much different tone. This is going to be sort of a sad kind of a feeling. But what ended up happening is everybody had such a good time doing this. And then when you saw them all together, and we, we actually, Melanie Pichet, who's like one of my real estate idols, who I know was also on the Genuine Hustle, one of the things she had suggested is that we do, we actually face COVID head on and do a COVID page on our website devoted to things um, that are COVID. So devoted to, you know, our rules and restrictions and what we're allowed to do as agents and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, so we made a section on our website entitled the Philly Front porch project. And when you started seeing all of these pictures together, um, there was a there was definitely a sense of togetherness. So where I thought it, this would kind of be a lonely looking project that didn't quite match our, our typical idea of storytelling, when you really saw them all together, you did get that sense of like 
and it's so cliche, but we're really all in this together. So it, it was a good, um, it was a, it was a good project at the end of the day. Then we had to start thinking about how do we promote our agents during a time of COVID? Um, again, totally anti awards we've won, that kind of thing. We started thinking like outside the box a little bit. What can we do to share our own stories as agents on the team so that people don't forget about us, um, but that it's, it's, it's a little less hokey than what some of the other things out there are. So one of the things we did was um, we did this, this concept called um, 23 questions where we actually had a videographer come to the homes of each of our agents. So we're now allowing you into our home story and then asked us 23 really rapid fire questions. And some of them are like, you know, your favorite movie, your favorite color. Um, um, I don't know, like what's the best thing you've ever been taught? Uh, all kinds of questions, some related to real estate, most not related to real estate, but in an effort to really get to know and see the personality of our agents. So this was a campaign that we did, which was a lot of fun. Then we thought, what if instead of a client testimonial, where most clients say things like, um, you know, my client was, my agent was great. She answered the phone when I called and, you know, she she got me to settlement. Um, we thought, what if we dig a little, little deeper and really did testimonials from the agents, the other agents on the team? So we have this series called Agents Reviewing Agents. So we had, um, and this was a little bit of a surprise. Everybody was assigned an agent and then each week we rolled it out. So no one knew who had them or what was said until it actually hit um, the interwebs and was on Facebook and and Instagram. And it was so much fun. Um, it was really emotional for all of us because, you know, to get to hear what other agents on the team think about you um, really bluntly was was just kind of a really special thing. And I think it went a long way in building um, rapport and culture among our team members in a time when we're not able to get together. And that's really what I was searching for. We had such we have such a great team that really is a family. And through all of this, not being able to get together has been really tough to kind of keep that momentum going. Um, so here are some different stories. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of, and then and then just even taking it a step further, we started thinking about like, what could what else could we add on this COVID page that Melanie suggested we put on our website? So one of them was like, what does our work from home look like? Um, and so we we kind of did this little story about what all of the agents are doing at home. Um, this was mine. Um, I was in the process of moving, so um, I was like under bubble wrap and tape and clothes, and oh my gosh, it was a mess. But that's what I did during COVID. Moved. Um, we had uh, <laughs> we had um, Zoe on our team has a little toddler Lily. She was she was there. So these were all just kind of fun fun little vignettes of our lives at home while we weren't able to go anywhere else. And then once things started opening up a little bit, um, some of us were able to take little trips um, that were COVID friendly and safe. Um, and so we then wanted to share those stories as well. So Bill and Sheena, they're actually a married couple on my team. They went to Ocean City, New Jersey, which is like an hour from here. Um, at Sharon Steele's suggestion, my husband Billy and I went to Lake George. Um, which was amazing. Um, we, uh, Zoe on my team went to Maryland, which is also about an hour and a half or so away. Um, and then to take it even another further step from that, trying to figure out how we as a team could still connect with one another, 
we decided to start a podcast. This is in its very, in, this is in infancy stages right now. So um, feel free to listen, but don't expect too much from it. Um, but it's, it, this was just another fun thing where we could kind of get together and, and all talk and um, talk real estate, but talk life, talk Philly. Um, it's really sharing stories um, on a podcast as well. Um, and then I think this is the, this is getting towards the end, Greg. So then I started thinking about, um, this is a little bit unrelated, but, but I think related in the same sense that, um, I decided to start a staging company three years ago. Um, this was sort of all, this was around the same time that we were leaving Coldwell Banker, my team and joining Compass. Um, we were rebranding kind of felt like why not add one more thing to the plate so we started a staging company called the Philadelphia Design Collective um, initially this was just you know it is what it is it's a staging company this is what we you know kind of you know everybody uses staging companies to stage their homes to sell them but as I look back on it I think why I was so attracted to doing something like this was again because it tells the story of the home we've really figured out a way to um, to look at each home um, that we were staging. We find really unique pieces. We don't go to like the big um, home shows and, and get like 25 sofas that all look the same. We really find like very interesting pieces. We do a lot of antiquing. We do a lot of restoration. Um, we do a lot of Facebook marketplace and Craigslist. Um, and so we, we ended up with a staging company, which just told the story of how special every single home is in every single neighborhood with the target buyer in mind. Um, and so although this started off as just, just kind of a generic idea to have a staging company because, um, you know, that's something we need in our, in our industry, um, it ended up really becoming another way to share stories. Um, our staging company started off with just um, the idea behind it was to stage our own team's listings, but it is now completely taken off. And um, we now stage listings of all agents from all different brokerages in Philadelphia. So that that side business has really taken off. And I think it's because we're very specific in in the way that we um, the way that we stage and the, the way that we're sort of telling a story through that. And I think that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have a ton of questions. You know, we're kind of doing a, a deep dive here um, with Kristen and seeing all these components again is impressive each time, by the way. First of all, just in awe at how much you saw and how much you did. I mean, you all have been very productive from a sales perspective, but also from a content marketing perspective and, and thinking about expanding your business. So um, I, I just, so such a tremendous job with that. I had all kinds of questions and I kind of do want to get into some tactic discussions too, but one of the things I, I loved um, when you were talking about the um, home stories um, was the form. And so when I think about, you know, tactics about um, how to get things done, um, that is just so incredible to me. It's always nice when you can get user generated content and you'll hear, you know, this from a large like technology perspective and lots of publishing companies are always, you know, that's what it, it, at the end of the day, what Facebook and Instagram is, the users contribute all of the content. And so um, what I like about what you did is you, you took a model that works at a larger scale and made something that was fun and interactive that the clients would like and engage with. You didn't make it too, 
big of an obstacle. It's not like you asked them a hundred questions and you kind of guided them along the way and you mentioned you even made some of them funny, et cetera. But I can't imagine there was a lot other than sort of structuring how you wanted what their answers were like to look in a certain way. I can't imagine your staff or copywriters had to do too much after that, right? I mean, that those responses come in and then you work with it, right? Right, and, right. and honestly, one of the hardest things was that um, when we were writing it ourselves, first of all, when we were asking the client to write it, it was like we were just waiting and waiting and waiting for them to get back to us. Um, and we were putting that burden on them. When we were doing it ourselves, it was it took a while too. And it was kind of one of those things like, it was almost tripping us up. Like, oh, we have all these photos and like, when are we gonna have time to write all this? And do I want it to sound right? And, um, and then when we decided, let's just let the client answer and make it, I mean, the one thing we always say on my team is that we, we do take the work we do very seriously, but we never take ourselves seriously. So having a sense of humor, I think, in this business is so, so important. Um, so we always try to have a sense of humor in every single thing that we're doing. We're, we're not serious people um, in that respect. So, yeah, having the clients answer uh, the questions just and it was almost it's not super rapid fire like the 23 question videos, but it was a little more. Um, just like what's on the top of your head. Like, don't overthink this. This is super easy. And usually they'll get it back to us in like, I don't know, sometimes 10 minutes, um, but certainly within the day, within 24 hours, and then we're ready to roll. Um, we don't have to have someone, you know, write up a whole story that may or may not be great. So yeah, it's it made it so much easier. And I think it's more fun to read too. Yeah, totally. Um, I think people want to do that. You know, it's, it's a, we just continually try to do this for each other, you know, um, and you showed that um, kind of near the end of what you were talking about with the agents talking about each other, but it's just in every role you have, how can you provide an opportunity for somebody to feel special and to share what it was like in those circumstances is just a thing that I think you should repeat over and over again, as much as you possibly can. It's, it's, it's always a net good. So I love that. And I think you kind of um, hit this a little bit in the beginning, but brought it up again and brought it up for me, which was just, it's so tough sometimes for real estate because let's be honest, it's it's a difficult career to start and get going and, and to maintain and you work so hard on it. And so wanting to focus on self is understood, we get it. And um, the agents deserve so much credit for how much hard work they do, but the, the switch you have to flip when it comes to what is gonna be a compelling marketing asset for people who are gonna to wanna to work with you, it's about highlighting them. And so it's still, you know, we have to remember this ourselves to this day. It's like, ah, you know, I wanna talk about what I'm doing, what we're doing, but talking about what they're doing is just so much more impactful. And yeah. I'm just curious if you've heard feedback from people who went on this journey with you or, or were part of these things about how they feel when you, when you do these things for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they feel pretty good. I I think that the, um, you know, like the 23 question video series, none of us like to be on video. I'm looking at myself right now and I'm just like, oh God, um, none of us like this. But um, but I think with the 23 questions, people were kind of nervous and you were coming into their home. So there was a little bit of a, like, I'm not so sure. But when they loosened up, it was a lot of fun. The, the agents reviewing agents was, um, was really just like, I was sort of struggling personally. Um, as a team lead, we have a team of 15. 
So uh, including myself um, as a team lead to kind of keep everybody engaged. You know, we would try to have meetings. They started off like every week because we felt like we all wanted to really see each other. And then we kind of started getting busy. So it switched to every other week. And, um, you know, it just kind of, but it was Zoom. And it was like, ah, I want to hug everyone. I want to see everyone. I want to have a beer with everyone. Um, so it was a way for me as I was starting to feel like I'm losing, I'm losing touch with people. I'm, I'm losing that feeling um, to surprise and delight them, I guess. Right. That's the whole thing. So the, the idea of those um, agents reviewing agents, they, they were so well received. And, you know, when you, when you write a little review on someone, obviously they get tagged and of course, so then it's on their page and all of their friends see it. And then all of their friends comment, you know, like, Oh, Oh, this got her, you know, you described her to a T. This is exactly who she is. She's the kindest, most wonderful, you know, and I just think it was a bit of a boost for, for, a, you know, for us. I mean, we've all kind of gone through our ups and downs um, in the last year with, um, you know, even when business, we actually, our team had a really great sales year, but um, in terms of just like mental health and like keeping it together and, and feeling like you're a part of things, it's been a struggle for everybody. So my job I felt as a team lead was really, especially during those times, was to figure out like, how do I keep everybody feeling good um, and keep them up? So so that was the concept behind that. But yeah, that, that kind of, that went on and on and on because then everybody's friends were commenting and then they really felt good. No, I bet they did and I, I think the, um... I have a tactics question on like, did you give them a format or did it just flow out naturally? But I think the reason why it might be so well received and, and makes so much sense is because the agents can kind of, un they understand the touch points um, in the role and in the job. And so they can really extract that in a, in a certain specific way that maybe is more tough for an end consumer to really you know, point out the things that'll matter when it comes to describing their performance. And so um, I love that. But yeah, as, just from a tactic perspective, did you give them a format or did you just no, flow naturally? We really didn't. We um, gave everybody their person. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise. And then we just said, like, just write, you know, it didn't have nothing long, nothing crazy, but just a few sentences, four or five sentences about the person. Um, most of us got into, you know, not so much their their work and you know sort of how they work, but their personalities and sort of what they do outside of work and you know they're a great mom and um, like Zoe on my team for example also started this floral business. She's just insane. She's so creative and amazing. But she started a floral business and out of her garage during COVID and like it's it's taken off like crazy. She now has booked weddings and all kinds of things. Um, so just being able to kind of even comment on that, where maybe her real estate clients wouldn't even know that that's a part of her life that's so important. So, yeah, yeah no, no format on that one. We just kind of let them go. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, some other, t well, first I want to give Marilyn a shout out. I don't, we probably talked about this before, but I grew up in Maryland. Um, and then you brought up the University yeah. of Maryland. Uh, I uh, <laughs> oh, cool. All right. I'm mean, Maryland. So my, my parents have a little place in Ocean City, Maryland. So that's where I spent my summer since I was a little kid working at every restaurant down there. Oh, nice. And I think restaurant, hospitality industry, like no, no joke. I feel like everybody should work in a hospitality industry at some point before getting into real estate. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, hey, and some do while they're in real estate. It's such a good- And while they're in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a good transition career. Um, you brought up the podcast, which, um, 
you know, I, I think is wonderful. When I think about, you know, marketing in today, you know, there's only a few ways to share, right? You know, it's we have images and we have words and sometimes and we have audio. So, you know, to me, I think having podcasts is great. And not everything has to be video, especially during COVID. I too am, you know, one of those people that have some of this screen burnout because I'm on so much. So having some, you know, clubhouse or having podcast opportunities is just another way to to be able to you know talk and i think being a different format it's not live like we're live today so there's pressure around that but the podcast you can record live or, or publish it later um and i think one of the cool things about doing that is it's very easy for you to grant um your agents and the people you're working with and you want to highlight access to that publishing medium where like writing stories and writing blogs is a lot of you know takes a lot of mental energy. Whereas if you have a conversation, you can pop anybody on. So how how was the reception with your agents? Were they like, awesome, this is, they must think it's cool. And I think the barrier is kind of low as far as prep. So what was that like for them to, to be involved? For the podcast, you mean? Yeah. So the podcast, I have to say, was not my idea. Um, so two agents on my team, well, Bill Ball is an agent on my team. He came up with the idea of the podcast. Um, our former marketing manager, Mackenzie, he and Mackenzie were sort of like talking about, oh, let's do this, let's do this little podcast. And then they brought on Dina. And so Mackenzie has since left, um, which was all good, like totally, um, you know, mutual everything. She got a job in her field, which is what she was looking for. Um, so I've now joined the podcast. So it's myself and Bill and Dina. And um, we started off where we talk about um, Dina usually kind of Dina's super organized. She sort of leads in with um, like three sort of current event things happening around Philadelphia. And then we kind of talk about that. Then usually the middle segment is something real estate related or we bring on a guest. And we've had almost everybody on the team as a guest. Um, and then it kind of flows into just sort of like just whatever we're talking about. But it's called Happy Hour with the Home Collective. It's a five o'clock kind of a thing. So we sort of start off with like, what are you drinking right now? And it's so we, we kind of loosen up and it's fun. Um, yeah, it's again, it's not too serious. I'm having a ton of fun with it. I've only done about three, I think, episodes at this point. Um, Dina does kind of the like pre-production sort of organization of it all. And then Bill does all the editing. Um, so I just kind of, it's great for me. I just kind of pop on. I got myself a fancy microphone. I sort of pop on and then I'm done and they do all the editing and everything. But it's it's fun. I mean, the agents on the team definitely have the opportunity to, to jump in and do their, you know, little maybe something about real estate or something about even um, things they're doing outside of real estate. Um, but so far, it's just it's just been like more fun than anything else. And I keep saying like I don't think anybody's listening to this, but it doesn't really matter at this point because it's really kind of just for us. And it's and and I think right now again because of COVID and because we can't see each other, we're so used to seeing each other. It definitely has a feeling of just connectivity, and it just feels good. Mm -hmm. uh, that I love how a lot of these ideas spurred from you know needing to connect. I would say something about um, audience size. And I do want to get to like how you've evaluated tools and how you've, whether you've been the one like 
figuring out how to do it or now as your team scales who who's working on the back end but um a comment that you know i was thinking about was just the audience size sometimes i think we trick ourselves in real estate with like we think we're going to drop like a visual beyonce album that the entire country is going to consume and um that doesn't have to be the case who who needs to see that stuff or are the people who know you and love you um and as long as those people see that and as long as you include people along the way these things have such big impact when it comes to your small business in your community selling you know the amount of homes that you do it doesn't have to be you know a nationwide broadcast live stream at midnight or, or anything like that these these little projects can go a long way and help sustain your business so um, I know sometimes some marketers get discouraged with reach when it comes to real estate but um, I think it's nice to have an expectation that it, that reach doesn't have to be you know so big um, but maybe shifting gears for a second on tools and production and um, labor. How did you start out when you were creating all of these marketing assets? Was it all you? What were some of the tools you used? And then as you've moved on, how did you continue? How did you delegate? And did you change the sorts of tools that were, you were using to publish all of these stories and um, make things work cohesively? Yeah, so at the beginning it was all me. Um, it was definitely, I was putting together, it was a lot, it was very time consuming. Um, then when we sort of started changing the format where, this, where the client was doing most of the writing, for me that made things much easier. Because I'm, I'm pretty fast with like the, the visual stuff and the graphics. Um, and I pretty much used like Illustrator. Um, then when we hired a marketing manager for the team who wasn't as familiar with Illustrator, we started setting some things up in Canva for her, like templates, so that she could just literally put everything in, sort of custom templates that she could very easily just put everything in and it was already formatted. Um, and, and now we actually use, um, we use Compass's Marketing Center right now. They have a sort of a, a back-end, um, it's called Marketing Center, where they you can actually like make brochures and you can make one sheets and all of that kind of stuff. And so we sort of use their template just because it's easy to, to navigate and everything and our photos are already kind of in there. Um, but we do our own, we make our home stories, uh, brochures and everything with it. It's very similar to Canva, pretty really user friendly. So yeah, it started off as I did all of it. Um, now our Chloe, who is our marketing manager, she pretty much will handle it, but it's, but it's super easy. It's like the templates there, you drop the photos in, you drop the, the, you know, text and it's, it's pretty much good to go. So it's pretty easy. But yeah, I started off with Illustrator. I overcomplicate everything at the beginning until I figure out an easier way to do it. But I tend to really, I start off really overcomplicating things. <laughs> when I was early on, it was all Illustrator and it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot to, to put together, but now we just, we can do it very quickly. I think that's everybody's journey to at least people that I know that have been in this business for years is you kind of like obsess on something and make it work and customize it. And then eventually you're like, okay, I, I sort of figured out what I want. What's the easier way and who can help me. And so um, it's always encouraging to see people do that journey, but there's eventually time you have to move off, right? You're like, for me, it was WordPress. Like I spent extra year inside of WordPress that I wish, I could get back in my life because I don't even really use it today. Um, 
So what about uh, your website product? Because you've always been someone that has a great website through the years. Were you creating this yourself? Or are you all managing that yourself? So our website is Squarespace. Um, it has always been Squarespace. We, um, my former team, we use Squarespace. So we actually did hire someone. I'm not a web person at all. Um, but we did hire someone to kind of get it set up. And now it's it's very user friendly, and we're able to upload and change. And I mean, our website now looks completely different than when the person who we hired to first set it up set it up, um, because now we know how to navigate it and we know what to do. But um, but yeah, Squarespace. So it's super cheap. Um, I've never I've been a big proponent for not having IDX on my website. I never saw the point of it. People are not going to Philly, Philly Home Collective to search property. They're going to, you know, these other sites. Um, it just never made sense to me. I never liked the way it looked either on what most websites. Um, so when I when I joined Compass, they they use a company called Luxury Presence, and they were like really pushing us to do that. And I was like, nope, I'm sticking with Squarespace. And I mean, I have to say, we get a lot of people. Um, reaching out to us through our website. I mean, there's like a contact us form. I'm not sure how they ultimately find us uh, without the IDX and, and all of those things. But we get we get people. And, I, and the other thing is, for a website, for me, I've always looked at it as more of a portfolio um, of the team and, and our properties that we, we promote and our home stories and um, just any, everything that we do, we put on the website. And I think that it, it makes it really fun. We have a, some great blog posts on there. Um, so I feel like if we can get people to our website, and then they kind of get lost in it for a few minutes, they're gonna reach out to us. I feel like we're, we're different, we look different, um, we don't look like the luxury present sites, no offense to them, I think they're all very nice sites, but um, we just, we look different. And I, I feel like once we can get people to the website, they almost always hit contact, contact us. Mm -hmm. um, so yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, same for us, I mean, we so our, our home, for our brokerage is built on Squarespace for so many reasons, right? I think you and I share a lot of similarities in um, how we look at um, property ads and whether they need to be on your personal or team or even brokerage website. Squarespace for us is um, the usability on the back end so that all of our team can contribute content and work with it. Whereas sometimes these platforms built with real estate search in mind are complicated, hard to use. And for us, it was important that everyone could use it. And then we had a tool that was focused on content marketing, not on property search ads. Um, so I love that focus and a, a lot of agents do get stuck there. I would compare it to you know, 15, 20 years ago, you walk into the supermarket and you see the brochure of, of houses. When you obsess over customizing real estate search web pages, you're just obsessing over changing the front of one of those quarter page booklets that get thrown away at the supermarket. And so um, while it's important and one of the aspects that consumers see, because there are so many options when it comes to hiring a real estate agent or a team or a brokerage, um, focusing naturally on all the other things is how to differentiate because all of your competitors have those websites with all the same ads and are changing out their cover. Um, so I love that that's been a cornerstone for you. We share a lot of the same ethos here. And yeah, Squarespace for us is just usability and so easy and so clean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Um, all right, let's see. 
if anyone else has questions for uh, Kristen, drop them in. Um, I want to thank you so much for sharing too. I think one thing that um, is so special about the community at Genuine Hustle is people share and we're brokers that has some new agents this year as I think all do um, because of shifting careers in the pandemic, but sharing is kind of how to learn. Um, so I, I do kind of think you're somebody that's been that way for a long time too, but how do you view that? You know, do you feel like you have secrets that you need to keep about how you're doing things? How do you draw the line with like what you're willing to share and what you, you know, keep behind the curtain? Yeah, I mean, not really. I feel like there's enough clients to go around. There's enough people to go around. Our business, my entire team for the most part is primarily um, referral and review based and, you know, past clients and um, they're not going anywhere else. So I'm not really that concerned. And I just think that, you know, there have been a lot of people who have sort of like tried and this is not like this is not, but there have been people like in my marketplace who are like, oh, I'm going to try to do something like that. And they either just it doesn't look right or they just they can't keep it up like you just the consistency of it stops you know they just stop halfway through when they're not seeing results because i'm not doing it for results i'm not doing it because i want every home story to bring in four new leads that's that has nothing to do with it it's just like this is who we are this is what my team is this is what we look like um we may not be for you and that's okay too that's totally fine um but i think for the people who we are for they wouldn't go anywhere else. So I have no problem sharing. I love it. Genuine Hustle is my favorite, favorite, favorite conference of all time, just for that very reason. I mean, um, every time I go to a, a Genuine Hustle, I have like notebooks full of notes from everyone. It's just, um, everybody does something different and, and you can just glean one little thing off of what someone else is doing and kind of apply it in your own aesthetic, um, not copy, but sort of apply it in your own aesthetic and, um, and yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? I've gotten so many things from, certainly from Stacy. my gosh, she's a genius. Um, and, you know, from like Leslie and Sharon and so many people, Sharon actually kind of does home stories now. Um, she calls them seller stories, I think. Um, Sharon um, Steele in New Jersey, not too far from me here. Um, and she's wonderful and she started doing them and, but they look totally different than ours. And I love what she's doing and I love that we were able to kind of do something very similar um, but they look completely different and they're completely different to our marketplace we're very we're an urban work city she's she's in this beautiful suburb of with like you know gorgeous Victorian homes um, so it's a different aesthetic and it, it, it works so I'm I'm all for sharing as much as possible I love it well, thank you for that because we learn so much from you. Um, so thank you for being part of that. Thanks for you know sharing with us um, because I think that feeling is mutual, and we like to watch what our friends and smart people are doing. And especially now, you know, we we know lots of people who've been in this business a long time and continue having success. And so I love the blend here too. Of you know, we have lots of new people with with new things they want to do. Um, but sometimes it's so important to watch the journey of others who have continued success and have managed you know multiple market layers and, and, and all of those things. So just appreciate um, your voice um, and all of this. And one kind of final thread I was thinking about it as, as you talked about um, how you put all this together is um, this just idea of like you're capturing the stuff that you do. You're not really manufacturing these situations or um, 
coming up with you know zany ideas that you want to try you're just going how can we tell the story of what we do on a daily basis how we interact with the community and how we impact our clients and what would that look like if we shared it with everybody um, and so i think if you think about it that way the idea of like what am i going to put out into the world is hopefully a little less daunting because what i heard from kristen is sharing what you do on a daily basis how you love on the community and what impact you're having with your customers seems to go a long way. Um, and so I love seeing that. We're gonna share um, Kristen's website so everybody has it, but any kind of closing words or, or um, anything you wanna share with the audience, um, whatever you got. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think um, I think just figure out figuring out your own voice. And I, again, I hate the word off authenticity to a certain degree in this business because I feel like it's overused so much but really trying to figure out like what makes you tick and um, you can't keep up with something um, even if it's a great idea if it isn't really you it, eventually it'll fizzle out you're just gonna you're not gonna be able to have the stamina for it I feel like in this business um, it, it's grueling you know it's grueling it's long hours it's um, I was just talking to someone on my team today, we were texting and she was like, my God, I could literally do this for 24 hours and not sleep and like still wouldn't get everything done that I need to get done. And that you have to at some point sort of turn it off, but you also have to, um, you have to figure out a way to make it exciting and fun and creative and whatever that is to you, really, whatever that is to you. Um, whether that's just like digging into your people, if you're a real people person, which I kind of am, and that's what I'm like really missing right now. Um, whether it's, you know, wanting to have a creative outlet, which is how I started the staging company, really just to like, let me get creative because I'm kind of getting sick of just the day to day grind. Um, whatever that thing is, like lean into that and people will see that that's what you're really, really into. And they'll and they'll see that as authenticity, and then that is that's what you go with. That's really what that's it. <laughs> that wasn't super articulate, but that I guess that's my ending comment. It absolutely was, and super meaningful, and I think a great lesson um, for everybody on this call. Thank you so much. I cannot wait um, to see you. I hope to be on the East Coast soon enough, at least while it's still sunny. At some point, um, so um, inspired by what you've done over the years. So thankful for your friendship and your involvement um, in this community. Um, I hope all of our agents um, who are watching today follow Kristen. Um, we dropped her website, phillyhomecollective.com. Um, check that out. What a wonderful resource and team in Philadelphia. And hope you have an amazing weekend. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Let me know when you're in Maryland. Okay, will do. <laughs> all right. Bye, yeah. everybody. Thank you so much.